welcome to the podcast of tomorrow a futurama podcast where today we are discussing season three episode 11 the cyber house rules i am Lizzie wilson joined as always by alex coons alex how's it going hello so i feel like i have to like issue a retractment of a of my statement about or my guess of this episode being <laughs> animal house like oh it's probably about like a frat house or something i had no idea what the cider house rooms are but doesn't the cider house rooms doesn't that sound like oh it's like the cider house that's where like all the broskies are like drinking ipas (laughs) well see here's the thing i have read the cider house rules uh Mm -hmm. more than once and Mm -hmm. i've seen the movie so you're asking the wrong guy (laughs) (laughs) okay well i so i started to feel bad of like or i looked up the cider house rules after watching this episode be like okay what is this clearly it's so good yeah (laughs) i famously don't read other than tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and fantasy books but so i looked up cider house rules and yeah it seems very depressing it's a story about an orphanage Mm. i watched the i watched the trailer my other take is Toby McGuire. <laughs> yeah, Toby McGuire. My other take is that if somebody from Gen Z saw a trailer from 1999, their head their head would explode. Like they'd be like, uh, "When is this from? The 1940s?" Yeah. yeah, like no other art form has accelerated this much as trailer making. It's <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, truly astonishing stuff. It's funny because so I am very familiar with the Cider House rules. I was reasonably familiar with this episode. And yet I could not in my mind make the connection. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? Like I'd completely forgotten about the Bender orphan side of it. I was just like Leela, the eye thing. Yeah. So once I started watching it, I was like, ah, yes, this is the connection. But it it definitely took some time. Also, I thought it was the episode we were watching next week. So it's all coming (laughs) together. (laughs) <laughs> what what exactly are the cider house rules is the cider house the titular orphanage is that is that no not at on? all actually okay. it's so there is a part of the book where well, i guess there's kind of two protagonists but the younger guy he goes off and he's an orphan at the orphanage and then he goes off and he spends yeah, a bunch of time Toby. at an orchard yes Toby mcguire and he goes into the cider house and there's like all these rules like yeah. hammered up and they're all very wow. silly rules and basically it's so as to refer to like you know sometimes the laws in place don't make sense and are not actually what we need which is all speaking to the fact that the main thing about this orphanage is that the doctor who works there is the only guy who will provide an abortion in the state of maine <laughs> Michael Keane. yes exactly <laughs> i was just gonna say that thing we've said it before but michael kane that thing about how you pronounce his name my cocaine yeah yeah we've talked yeah. about this repeatedly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i actually don't know if i've talked about it with you i was just talking about it with laura like this week of okay of well i said it to cam and he was like you've told me this so many times <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right it's fine well anyways i uh, i don't feel too bad for being an idiot because i think it has like a 75 percent on rotten tomatoes so it's like okay this is a random movie from 1999 that has a 75 percent that again a a Gen Z or their head would explode watching the trailer for it. So I'm not missing like any classic, classic cinema here, I feel like. Uh, yeah, the movie definitely not as good as the book. Book, excellent. Okay. And and uh, Princes of Maine, Kings of New-, New England. Now I know. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that's the thing that like in watching this a long, long time ago, that meant nothing to me. And they're like, you Princes of Maine, you Kings of New New England. But indeed, <laughs> Kings of New England is Princes of Maine, Kings of New England. It's what the doctor, Michael Caine, says to the children every night before they go to sleep. Yeah, and they love it. They eat that off. Very cute. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay, how's your week been? It's been fine. I was saying before, I 
thought I was getting sick, but it seems to be nothing. I think I was just super tired, took a COVID test and fine. And then we were also complaining about daylight saving time. So, you know, it's dark. <laughs> really hot takes here. <laughs> <laughs> My activity this week was I finally made a letterboxed account. I have been like writing down in a physical journal, uh, journal my movie watching habits, uh, but I, I digitized all those. So I finally made a letterbox account. I thought we could play have Lindsay guess my star rating on some random oh movies for the past eight years. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'm ready. And I will say that I'm very adamant about using the full five star scale. I get very frustrated with like these four star, four and a half star, five star mm -hmm. only people. Three is yeah. average. Three should be, you know, the peak of the bell curve. Okay. And five is allowed. You're not one of these people that is like a miser about your five. Yes. No, fives can happen. There's no, okay. oh, it's a perfect movie, whatever. Okay. Let's see. I'll have, and now I have to think about movies that Lindsay has seen as well. Moana. Four. Three and a half. Oh, okay. True. Yeah. You don't like, well, I was going to say you don't like a musical, but you, you do like musicals. You like songs. I do that like tell musicals. Story, yeah. So. And yeah. the Jemaine song, probably the highlight, I have to think. My nephew loves that, or my nephew loves <laughs> You're Welcome. And I think does not care for, or does not even know about the Jermaine song, but yeah. 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 Fair. Have you ever heard Jeremy sing the You're Welcome song? I have not. I'm sure he does a great job with it. It's incredible. I can all hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we'll, maybe that can be closing credits if if you can get it in before the before the podcast <laughs> is edited. Yeah, true. Uh, let me. We'll do three more. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. It's the new Puss in Boots movie. One point five. Four people Four, love people so love good. Puss in Boots. Hilarious. Uh, I had no idea. I, I thought it was really bad. <laughs> no. Yeah, people love it. They tease Shrek 5 at the end, which is like incredibly hyped. They they like play the Shrek theme, maybe Shrek 4. I don't know what Shrek number we're up to. Well, I think um, 5 because I saw that article that was like intern accidentally leaks Shrek 5 yes. or whatever on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, yeah, at the end of Puss in Boots, they they're like, "Oh, we're going to visit old friends." And they play the Shrek theme and they like show the world of Shrek and it's incredibly mm -hmm. hype. Uh, people are losing their minds. Okay, one more. La La Land, another musical. Uh, three. Five. I love Five. La La Land. God, yeah. I have not seen any of these movies <laughs> except for Moana. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people hate La La Land and I feel like I'm going to be on the right side of history eventually of people being like, I don't know why we hated that so much. Why do people hate it? It almost won an, <laughs> almost won an Oscar. <laughs> it did fake win an Oscar. I don't know why people hate it. It's that and my the two hills that I die on are La La Land and Girls. I've always been like, yeah, both of these are really good and they have a lot of haters out there. Wow. I feel like it's just like a super loud minority. I feel like people like those yeah. things. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, my my fives are Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, yes. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, La La Land. Let me see if there are any other fives in here. That might be it. Room, room from 2014. Mm -hmm. Mad Max, Fury Road. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Have you good seen takes. Mad Max? Have you seen Mad Max? Yes, yes I've okay. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. I've also read the book, Room. Oh, I thought you were going to say, yeah, I've read the book, Mad Max. Mad Max, know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Maximum. All right, incredible. But yeah, all right. So what did you think of this episode, Alex? I thought this one was pretty good again. I thought, I mean, the only thing in my head is like my one talking point now of there were fewer characters and so therefore it was good. But I enjoyed that there weren't a million characters. Definitely the whole crew shows up in like one or two scenes. But uh, for the most part, it's a Leela and Bender story. I really liked that 
like the B story wrapped into the A story at the end mm -hmm. of Bender's Kids, I would kind of give the B story and Leela's dating, yes. I would give the A story and they, they intertwine in a way that doesn't usually happen. So I thought that was really good. I like Bender in this episode. Normally I'm like pretty meh about Bender, but I loved him. I love that all the kids like unconditionally loved Bender. I, <laughs> I felt that was very sweet. That's very cute. I agree. I think that everybody was pretty well utilized in this. And I also agree about how they tie everything together at the end where I think like going through it as I was writing it up, I was like, oh, should we just do these as two completely separate stories right. when we recap it? And then I was like, oh, I guess they do come back together. But I mean, we could still do that and just connect them at the end. But yeah, I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah, I liked the doctor being like the most boring man in existence. I thought that yeah. was very funny. Yes, agreed. And I feel like that's not really explained at all like they really don't pursue it they're just like he went from being like kind of a dick as a child to being just like a very <laughs> normal adult who's yeah, very concerned with being normal right i think it's all tied into like the thing that he that leela wants and the thing that he's able to give leela is like normalcy and so they just yes. uh that make they make like normalcy his fetish of uh doing right. very boring normal stuff Right, Lila wants to blend in with a crowd, and he's like the most average man in the world. Yeah, <laughs> despite being a tall doctor, apparently. A tall doctor, yes. A tall doctor, you say? Yes, incredible. The opening caption on this is, please rise for the Futurama theme song. And at first I was like, what's the Futurama theme song? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I knew. Maybe I'm getting sick. <laughs> yeah. Does Canada have a creepy um, uh, Pledge of Allegiance like the United States? No, just just the anthem. I really thought you were going to say, yeah. does Canada have a national anthem? And I was like, yes. I <laughs> yeah. I guess Please Rise is more national anthem but for whatever mm -hmm. reason, when when that came up, I thought of Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. Did you have to do that every wow. day in school? For elementary school, yes. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a private school for middle school. I do wonder if public schools continued that into middle school and high school. Yeah. Unclear. Yeah. Um, wow, so the government doesn't know where your allegiance lies. You don't have to pledge it <laughs> daily. True. True. I could just be <laughs> allegiant to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Boop corner. Boop. There it is. Yeah, I had a good uh I had a good description of this one. I had Felix bonking tummies and pulling tails. Okay, wow. How erotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Congo Jazz from 1930, which the name suggests not great. Um, but it's actually a little bit better than I was worried it would be. It's Warner Brothers' first cartoon star, Bosco. This is the first one to use his signature falsetto voice. The episode before that called Sinkin' in the Bathtub, he was using a very problematic dialect. So that is not... <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's like Ra Ralph Wiggum when he has the deep voice for one episode and then goes falsetto <laughs> for what the rest man of the series. Yeah. 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 So this is, uh, let's see. So Bosco's hunting in the jungle, a tiger creeps up and licks him, and he tries to run away. And then, yeah, so lots of stuff happens to him. The tiger is chasing him, blah, blah, blah. Spots two monkeys. I, I watched a little bit of what these Bosco cartoons look like. It's really just like discovering how to do animation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just animators like being very pumped up about themselves. There's a, a line here about a kangaroo plays a tree, a monkey plays a giraffe, an elephant plays its trunk, and then a tree does a provocative fanny slapping dance, gyrating its coconut bosoms until one wow. hits Bosco in the head. How provocative. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say with the like music, the title that it evokes music, that's definitely kind of what I'm picking up from the short clip that we see of Bosco. I had written down Felix. I guess I I guess I am Bosco Felix blind. The mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Bosco is like playing the stomach of a of an orangutan or something and pulling the tail of a tiger or something. And so presumably to make music. So all this checks out. Yes, indeed. I, I enjoy it in the Futurama wiki. It says the title of the episode is a parody of the 1999 movie, The Cider House Rules, which itself is based on a book. I just think it's funny. <laughs> like it's based on the movie that's based on the book. Not the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the boy raised in the orphanage becomes a doctor, much like Adelaide in this episode. So interesting. All right, so we open up on Morbo and Diane. Morbo being extremely normal. I mean, <laughs> like, I gave the cookies you made to Fawn and the cakes, and they just couldn't believe it, couldn't get over it. And then he goes back into his like scary mode. Yes, they're doing a uh, Good Morning Earth. So I guess it's like a lighter version of the, you know, it's not their normal news broadcast. It's a, it's a cozy version. Yes, indeed. Yes. And then as the crew is watching this the doorbell rings and there is a doorbell baby outside and Layla's like oh my god my life is about to change forever but then Bender comes out and like stomps the shit out of this basket yeah I, I felt this whole sequence was very funny of the doorbell baby in a basket Bender stomping on it and it turns out to just be a card for a, a reunion at the orphanarium but I love that the basket explodes the card yeah. says like <laughs> like be careful the self-destructing basket yeah, please stand back for the self-destructing basket. Also, Bender, as he's stomping on it, they're like, stop, it's a baby. He's like, a baby what? And just like, keep stomping. As <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Leela's not going to go. She doesn't want to see anyone because everyone used to pick on her and call her one eye. We probably talked about this at some point, but have you done any college or high school reunions? I mean, your high school is so small that, that I don't know what that reunion would look at look like, but have you done it's any of these as, kind of reunions? It's not so small. It would be like, my grad class was like 180 kids. So. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so it wouldn't be tiny. Like we just were bust in from far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was so the really elementary school very tiny? Uh, yeah, quite or, small. Okay. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's it. But even still, like, yeah, like we grouped in a couple other like elementary schools once we got to high school. So there were more got people it. then. But even still, like there were probably three different classes of each grade or something. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. So. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we our 10 year reunion just like passed and no fanfare. And then I was going to say COVID, but no, <laughs> nothing to do with COVID. Just nothing <laughs> happened. And then this year would have been 15 years and nothing. So, wow. Yeah. And no college stuff either. I don't care about college stuff. Like if, if someone tried to plan it, I, I have no interest. Cam's was called off because of COVID, but I think yeah. he probably would have gone. Yeah, I went to my five-year college reunion, but didn't go to 10-year. And yeah, overall, it was a it's fun. a five-year one? Yeah, I don't know. My my <laughs> small liberal arts school were very into ourselves mm. and that <laughs> community. Yeah, I think in my actual like graduating class in my undergrad, there would have been like thousands and thousands and thousands of students. So yeah, it would have been a not so intimate affair. But do you... I feel like I have heard very little of your college experience. Did you do you have like close friends from college or just like not, not a anymore? few like so for my undergrad, I only stay in touch with like a couple people, like maybe two. And then for my master's, I stay in touch with more people, maybe yeah. like four. <laughs> I pick up like a few friends at each, each along level. the way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like PhD, I've got like three friends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's Fry. He's like, oh yeah, Fry's like, okay, well, but imagine if you did show up and you brought along two friends who ate all the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> She's like, yeah, like I'll rub their faces in it. The fact that I'm a successful space captain. Yes. Which to be fair, yeah, Leela, uh, I, I, I would assume Leela has the biggest glow up of orphan to space captain. That's pretty good. Yes, it certainly seems that way when she actually gets there. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So this place is terrible. And she says, you know, the bars on the window seem much thicker back then. And she has mm-hmm. a good laugh with the head of this place where he's like, you're worthless and no one will ever love you. <laughs> just like, like old oh, times. Just yeah. like old times. Yeah. Funny sign where they say, please abandon your coats in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty brutal. And then this is where we see like an old group picture of Leela's over in Cootie Town. And <laughs> yeah. uh, this is where we get introduced to Adelaide, who Leela had a crush on. And I thought, obviously, I mean, I've, it seems like an obvious joke, but it seems like they're going to be like, oh, he's the one who stuck up for Leela. But it's just like, no, she's just admiring him as he mocks her. Yeah, he's awful, also terrible to her in the past. <laughs> yeah, and his eyes are doing like a weird thing the way he's animated that just like open and close slightly while he's going like one eye. One. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> I I was thinking uh, you sent a screenshot of this episode to me <laughs> with like a bizarre Leela expression. And I thought of that expression as Adelaide's eyes were as he was taunting her and, and cheering. And it was like this repetitive motion. But yes. the screenshot that he sent to me was like Leela with two eyes squinting and looking like a little bit skeptical. And I like did not even register that Leela had two eyes. Like I did not... <laughs> when i saw that screen i didn't think about it for a second you hadn't watched the episode yet yeah yeah hilarious that's so funny oh my god (laughs) yeah true i should have put a spoiler alert on it yeah uh, yeah so leela goes to say hello to everybody and she like downs a bunch of booze first and everyone's doing terribly but they still somehow are like that's so good for a person with one eye (laughs) yeah yeah, I love the the old gang. One is living in a box. Another is selling kidneys, teeth, whatever falls out of me, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leela's like, oh, you're a bunch of losers. And they're like, sure, like, we're the losers. And then that's an Adelaide. I'm saying it differently than I think it's spelled. But anyway, he sticks up for her. And he's like, Leela is leading a perfectly normal life. And he has a funny line where he's like, she's not gussied up or duded up or getting down or where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> interesting i did not clock that one i i wrote down his line a package is just a box until it's delivered which is like yes kind of bizarre character overall i mean we talked about how boring he is but then they're they're also trying to do something with like he speaks in kind of a very odd way at a certain point he references like i've never been good with the words which is why i'm in such a delicate conundrum is the line so yeah i don't really know what to make of that of like boring guy but also speaks with a big vocabulary yeah, he's strange. I don't I don't know what to make of him either. Like, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we touched on it a little bit at the beginning, just this idea that we don't pursue it at all, where he's like, that's a fine conventional profession. And like later he's going to be like, oh, I got the color taken out of my Hawaiian shirts and stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't right. know what to make of this guy. It's so strange. He, but... he kind of reminds me of like Mr. Bergstrom or some of the like yeah. early Simpsons, you know, like one time guest characters where it, it's like, a very fully fleshed character, but like you don't get enough of, or like you only get bits and pieces of him. And so he feels like this real person, but also you don't really understand what his deal is. I don't, I don't know if you felt that way at all. You remind me of like early Simpsons guest star characters. Yeah, I didn't get that really, but I definitely spent the entire time being like, what's this guy's deal? It yeah. seems to me that he's just like so normal that it's a problem, <laughs> but yeah, and then we get that, like, he's a tall doctor, you say. <laughs> right. What do you think? Do you want to stick with this storyline and then come back to Bender and the Orphans, or should we just go back and forth? Let's just go back and forth. That's what my notes are in. Sure. So, yeah, so Bender sees all of these children scattered around, and the head of the orphanarium comes up to Fry, and he's like, you seem pretty stable. Like, what can we do to help you take home one of our kids or whatever? It's like, we thought about it, and Fry's like, sure, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a great salesman. He says, it's a great way to have kids without having sex. Yeah, Fry goes, really? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. And then he says, plus the government will give you a hundred dollars a week. And Bender's like, yes, I'm all yeah. in. <laughs> yes. I love that Bender's plan is to make money on this. And I love that they have him like do the accounting in the middle of the episode and be like, wait a minute, I'm losing money on having children. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who knew? So Adley apologizes for making fun of Leela and he's like, okay, I can make it. So no one ever makes fun of you again. If I give you this special eye surgery where I will graft skin from your foot onto your face and it'll yeah. look like an eye, but I won't be able to see, but you'll just look like a normal person. Yeah. The, uh, this act break ends with like Leela touching her own eyeball very yeah. horrifically. <laughs> kind of like, it's oh, so what gross. will that be like? She's like, me? Perfectly normal? As she's just like poking the eye and it's making like a squelching. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Alex, I got contacts a couple of years ago and it was oh. a, a very big challenge for me to be able to touch my eye. <laughs> Did you manage to break through? Is it like normalized now and you can you can go full contacts? I can do it now every now and then when I am taking them out, I have to take a couple like runs at it where I'm like, like it really, yeah, is, uh, yeah taking them out is Slide more of a problem. Off. Yeah, I can yeah. I can put them in. Okay, but taking them out, I'm just like, ooh, it really skeeves me out. I tried contacts for probably like two months. I think it I was it was going into soft, sophomore year of college. I was going to say uh, it was going into freshman year. And it's like, oh, it's going to be the new me. I'm not going to wear glasses. But no, it was sophomore <laughs> year. And I just eventually gave up. I'm like, yeah, I'm also creeped out by it. And then also it just takes more time. It's better to just yeah. wear glasses. Fair. Yeah. Cam has been wearing contacts since he was like, 12 or something and he can like put them in and take them out without even looking in a mirror and he's just like so yeah. fast and i think forever still maybe someday someday i'll get faster yeah, <laughs> yeah just send me like, to contact boot camp when i first got them it took me like i'd have to like prepare 20 minutes ahead of time yeah. like okay <laughs> this is like if i wanted to go skiing or something and wear goggles and i was like okay i need an extra 20 minutes to put in these contacts yeah <laughs> now now it just takes me like a minute or something i, yeah, I have the same thing with the invisalign which shocking is still going on still uh, going like, on yeah approaching like a year and a half at this point but yeah taking the things in and out uh you mm -hmm. know, took, took quite a while at first yes yes now you're an expert yeah uh before we leave this uh reunion i want to clock that this reminded me of the nathan for you episode where they're trying to look up the i think it's in the in the series finale finding francis they're trying to look up this this woman from a guy a guy's high school and like they're looking up her they're trying to find her yearbook photo and they find her yearbook photo but they can't get in contact with her and so they decide to hold like a 37th year anniversary for the <laughs> the high school class in hopes that she will like show up and uh, you know a bunch of random people all giving off similar vibes to to the people in the, <laughs> at this reunion show up have you seen oh, i haven't episode? seen that one no i'll have it's to watch it yeah, i really um, should just watch all of them i've seen i've only seen like some of the episodes and i really should just watch them all the the finale the very last episode is an incredible piece of media it's so so okay. so good uh, they'll you make watch him it. watch it i made him watch all of the rehearsal and it was like i was hurting him <laughs> yeah yeah rehearsal was rough it was very good but it was it's a, it's a rock watch did yeah. you watch his the first episode of his new show no yeah so he has a scripted show out with that him and emma stone as the uh i saw the previews for actors. it okay where is it what platform is it's it? on showtime so you have to have that yeah there's one episode out it's very good for the first 20 minutes and then it gets a little bit it gets a little bit bizarre okay it is on paramount plus who's subscribing to that so yeah it's also on paramount plus but you need like the showtime subscription add-on to paramount plus some yeah. some nightmare like that yeah in canada it looks like it's just on normal paramount plus so got it 
Yeah. Nice. Also Paramount Plus on Apple TV. Weird. Anyway. All right. Well, fine. So Fry gets introduced to Bender's many children. And he's like, why are those kids following you? And then Bender's <laughs> like, don't worry about it. It's called parenting. I'm off to go get my $1,200. Yes. Is this at the, when they're at the office talking about legal surgery? I think it's before. I think it's like just okay. before they leave the orphanarium that Bender has adopted all of the children. Got it. Got it. I see. So yeah, so then they go back and they're talking about the surgery and the professor's like, yes, this is such a good idea. I'm sure Leela's tired of morons gaping at her eye. <laughs> oh, I love the Begins look on his gape. face. That's so good. And then Amy's like, yeah, plastic surgery is great. Like I had it done for cuteness reduction surgery. Mm-hmm. Fry is very sweet here. He says that she doesn't need it. You're better than normal. You're abnormal. So some very like genuine Fry stuff in this. Yes, he says, you shouldn't care what other people think. And she says, I'll start by not caring what you think. I'm getting the surgery. Zoidberg suggests getting an ink pouch to scare your enemies. Yes, I like that this keeps coming back throughout the episode where he's like, oh, God, it'll help you escape from your enemies or whatever. And then he just like immediately sprays the professor. (laughs) Right. Then they go to the Taco Bellevue Hospital (laughs) (laughs) to find out if the operation was a success. And they like are undoing the bandages, which I have learned is a reference to a Twilight Zone episode. Yes, I read that as well. I, do you have that up? Do you want to read that Twilight Zone? I don't have it up, but I can summarize it. It was, I think it's called In the Eye of the Beholder or something, or The mm-hmm. Eye of the Beholder. And it was basically, there's this woman who is like a hideous monster. And they're like, oh, we're going to find out if the surgery was a success or not. And then they take off the bandages and she looks just like a normal person from our world. And all the people that think she's hideous are like horrible monsters. And then at the end, she goes off to an island of people that look like us. And the takeaway is like beautiful is always in the eye of the beholder i gotta say twilight zone they were onto something that sounds great <laughs> like that that sounds so good like oh yeah, my it, oh my god what a twist there was a true yes there was a summary of it in the 1950s version and also the 2000s version so apparently it was a good enough story that they recaptured it but like it's, it's exactly like it's just black mirror and like the scary door <laughs> right <laughs> but okay. it sounds so much better i'm so tired like better. yes i agree yeah black mirror get out of here give me twilight yes. and, and it seems like it's like very concise to the point right okay so yeah and they have this like blonde woman and i think that's the part that's the reference to the like she's very conventionally attractive but she has right. the same lips as leela and so they're like the same what's going to be her but then it's like what oh i'm sorry it's just the wrong patient yeah it's very strange that we're able to identify leela's lips because i thought the exact same thing if there was like mm-hmm. a moment where i'm like oh is this what the episode's going to be about leela looks totally different now but no, yeah. she's the wrong patient wrong patient yes so they unbandage leela she looks completely different like she's got two eyes the pupil falls off and he just like draws a new one <laughs> yeah she has to practice blinking which made me think of chalmers loving the sound of the students blinking in unison yes. you love that one <laughs> yeah i love that sound <laughs> Love that sound. yeah you'll get the hang of blinking soon personally i try not to do it too much because it seems flashy yeah. but when i do i enjoy it Yeah, Uh, that's the kind of stuff that feels like, you know, like Bergstrom or like all those other, who's the voice actor who who voices Scorpio? That guy, (laughs) Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks, yeah. I didn't want to say Mel Brooks. Yeah, that line feels very Mel Brooks to me of not wanting to blink too much because it's too flashy, that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. Feels Mel Brooks or feels Albert Brooks? Sorry, Albert Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yes, I really like Leela's reaction where she's like, she blinks successfully and Hermes is like, just in time to screw up this picture I took. And she goes, hooray. Like, she's <laughs> yeah. so happy. And it is kind of cute, like that you ruined it the first time you ever blinked. It's like, in fact, that is a moment to capture. That's nice. So, yes. Pretty woman montage where she's like throwing out her monocles, buying a lot of glasses, <laughs> winking, putting on makeup with Amy. 
makes the blind she, like, guy feel her face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. The the blind orphan that's been teasing her for all of her life. She finally, who's also now deaf, uh, she forces mm-hmm. him to touch her face. Yes. And he instantly just gets it and is like, oh, man. Yeah. And she's very happy. She blended in with the crowd and she's just getting along in life. <laughs> it's all happening. Yes. So Bender brings the kids to work, meet the jerk bags I work with. And I, I, this is obviously not what they were setting up, but I thought it was interesting how Amy's like, oh my God, they're so cute. And then like, we just watched a season of Amy being a good parent. That's interesting. Yeah. I love Bender complaining about having to feed his kids Uh, every (laughs) other day. It's food, food, food. Yes. Yes. The cat shelter's on to me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, As a... As someone who is famously not that interested in food, this is how I feel about myself. Of like, oh my God, again? I have <laughs> again? To do this? Man, that's not me at all. Could not yeah. relate less. I really, I feel like it's a bit of an intrusive thought of one of the children going, my name's Nina and his name's Albert. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good intrusive thought. <laughs> yeah, like instantly I was like, Nina, Albert. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking how this is like, the entire voice cast of the Rugrats where I, I mean I should I should probably realize that uh I imagine it's all the same person doing these voices and they just have like you know four or five different kid voices but it's all like oh that's Lil and Phil that's like Tommy right. and it just sounds like we have Rugrats going on yes agreed yes okay so then Adelaide shows up and he's like just shows up for like a house call seemingly he's like oh I was getting my Hawaiian shirts toned down so I thought I'd come and do your follow-up exam that's so handsome of you. And then, yeah, that's where he, we've referenced this a little bit, but he's like, oh yeah, like I'm somewhat interested in you. A guy could fall head over heels. Like as for me, I'm somewhat interested. Like everything he yeah. says is always <laughs> so backhanded. <laughs> yeah. Kind of uh, also like very neutral. It's almost like the the neutral planet, right? Yeah, true. I tell my wife, hello. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up asking her out and he, uh, you mentioned it where he's like, I'm in a conundrum or whatever. And then he's like, I don't know what else to say. So I'll just say it. Okie dokie. <laughs> see you then. And Fry is so jealous. Yes. Zoidberg also learns that doctors are rich here and he's like scandalized <laughs> by this. He's horrified. He's so mad. Mild like incel vibes from Fry where he's like, this is so unfair. <laughs> I liked you before <laughs> when you were a cyclops. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that that is a little bit like possessive and and weird. But at the, at the same time, it's also like, oh, well, you know, I liked you who, for, for who you yes. really were. And now you've like yes. changed yourself for. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's like, uh, he's only interested in you because now you have two eyes like that is absolutely fair. But also like Lila doesn't have to like you. <laughs> right. And also like Lila wanted to have two eyes. So, yes. Yes. And she goes like, you're just jealous. I'm like, no, I'm not. Well, yes, I am. But my point is still yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like well, that takes it down too. I, I agree that he acknowledges that he's being childish. Uh, yes. And I said this line actually to my sister. I was like, I just want to date a normal man where if you go somewhere with him, no one says he's crummy. And I was like, yes, the bar was in hell <laughs> also in like 2001 or whatever. It's very funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So then Bender and the kids, they basically go and the kids like ransack this diner bar <laughs> place where he's like you can like eat as many peanuts as you want but like only eat and drink enough to keep yourself alive like barely keep yourself alive yeah <laughs> yeah i love that line uh reminded me of the bar from like it's always sunny or uh it's like even dingier than modes almost yes <laughs> what about the dank the dank i went to yeah. a, a bar recently well, yeah how are the bars in the area now that you're fine that yeah you're in they're fine city. like yeah, they're all right. But this one in particular, though, smelled quite mildewy on this day in mm-hmm. question. And I'm not really sure the why, dang. but then I walked in and said, like, the dang, the dang. <laughs> and the, yeah, and this is where the kids are starting to show that example of, like, they're obsessed with Bender. And just like, are hugging him and ruining his opportunity to hook up with this woman. Yeah. 
yeah, again, the kid, the kids just love Bender. I love Bender threatens them with, uh, I have a half, half of mine to hug each and every one of you and see how you like it. And they all like cheer yeah. and hug him. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Leela and Adelaide go on a date and he says, I thought I'd take you someplace ordinary, a place no one could object to. And it's the Arboretum, <laughs> which has an incredible sign that says, yes, we have looking at trees. Yeah. The only thing that an Arboretum has. Yes. I actually like an Arboretum, especially this one's cool with its bouquet tree. Yeah, I went on a Brooklyn, is it called the Arboretum? It's called the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens. Uh, I went on a, a date there and it was that just like familiar. we did it. <laughs> Yeah, we, we just did it in the wrong, at the wrong time. I think it was like, let's see, when would this have been? I think it was like March. And so it's just like, oh, all these are like kind of dead. But they had a, right. uh, they had a bonsai tree exhibit, which was nice. Yes, that would be good. We went to an Arboretum in Rome that was pretty cool. Or like a botanical oh, garden, I guess. Yeah. And they had a great arboretum in Ottawa that I spent a lot of time in and would go running in when I was into yeah. that sort of terrible thing. Uh, we had an arboretum at, at college and people would just go there to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Lots of kindling. Yes. Yeah, so Adelaide calls Leela average year and says she's 999,999 in a million. <laughs> and she seems into that. <laughs> yeah, pretty brutal. But I, I guess if Leela's okay with it for right now, that's fine. Yes, there's also like a chaste little peck between them. <laughs> yeah, it gives her the smallest kiss in the universe. Yeah, she's like, oh, okay. Yes, so then everybody goes to Elzar's to meet Adelaide. There's always something interesting going on when they go here. They never just like have dinner and it's normal. Um, but Fry is pouting the entire meal and Adelaide refers to her as one standard lady. Yeah, I like, so Fry is like making his impassioned speech about why it's nice to be weird and he kind of like lists mm-hmm. off why everybody else in the crew is weird. I really like this. Uh, I got most of them. He says, Zoidberg eats garbage. The professor is a crackpot. Amy is a klutz from Mars. Hermes is a, what, Jamaican? Uh, Rastafarian accountant. Rastafarian accountant. Yeah, so I like that they kind of like highlight everyone's weirdness. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. I, I love the line of, and Fry, you have that brain thing. I already did. <laughs> yeah i already did yeah and he says do you want to be like us or like adelaide with no severe mental or social problems whatsoever <laughs> yeah. and she says, that's the dumbest question i've ever heard and yeah. they're like oh, yes absolutely and then zoidberg sprays everyone with ink <laughs> so then bender is for some reason at this restaurant with the children but presumably <laughs> right. he's always planning to dine and dash which he does and he's like go through the kitchen <laughs> yeah uh what's the chef's name elzar Elzar says, I'm going to make cutie muffin gumbo. Yes, yes, very cute. So then Adlai says to Leela, seeing that strange robot force 12 children to do his bidding makes me think about kids of our own. And Leela's just like, Like, us, me, you, kids? (laughs) Yeah, he says, it's time to stop living this Vita Bachelor Loca. Uh, Like very uh, plainly uh, without any Mm -hmm. sort of inflection. No inflection whatsoever. And this is the moment that I screenshotted and sent to you where Lila's like, this is the most beautiful moment of my life. And she's making this like ridiculous face on the screenshot. And then they all get sprayed to think. Yeah. So then back in Bender's apartment, it's all full of bunk beds and children. And they all just dogpile fry, which is apparently <laughs> something they do a lot when Bender says he's tired. Yeah, this is like a nice, another thing that kind of made this episode feel real or like it's existing in in an actual like real universe where I feel like very infrequently we see Bender and Fry as roommates like oh right mm-hmm. they live together they're actually together and so I like that it's like oh yeah like all these kids are now also living with Fry because they're, right. they're living with Bender yeah that didn't occur to me honestly until partway through that like I guess probably this scene where I was like oh right, right. <laughs> Fry's house as well so they're reading Bender's arrest record and <laughs> gets sent to bed story. Yes. And then I like that Bender refers to Fry as Ma. He's like, the girl has to talk. Come on, Ma. 
Yeah. And Bender says, daddy's sick of looking at you. So go to bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, he, he's wearing his little accounting visor again, which we yes. have seen recently. <laughs> right. This is where he kind of tallies everything up and realizes that he's losing money on the kids. Yes. I like that part of his expenses are the bunny rabbit wallpaper. <laughs> right. Like, very caring father. <laughs> the kids are costing $110 a week and he's only getting 100 a week. So <laughs> right. losing money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this is where Bender decides the children have got to go. It is very hard. <laughs> Yeah, is this when he tries selling them to the uh, Chinese restaurant as food? Yes, that is the next scene. First, we have Leela and Adelaide doing this jigsaw puzzle of a pacifier factory. And that's when Leela suggests that maybe they should adopt a kid because they're both orphans. And he's like, yes, adoption is more than acceptable. It's adequately satisfactory. <laughs> yes, very bland. The The jigsaw puzzle reminded me of, oh, it's a donkey. It's a donkey. <laughs> yes, me too. Oh, it's a donkey. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, then Bender is trying to sell them to the Imperial Dragon restaurant. Right. Yes, that's food. Yes. And I love that he gets arrested for this later, mm-hmm. misrepresenting the weight of livestock. Yeah, it's so funny because he picks up one of the kids. And he's like, I don't know, 35 pounds, like misrepresenting the weight of livestock. <laughs> yeah. So they show up at uh, Honest Bender's orphanarium. He's like, what do I have to do to send you home with 12 orphans today? <laughs> like, I really only <laughs> want one, but they can't decide which kid that, which kid they want. Yeah, I love uh, Bender kind of parades out all the kids and they all have like different little like sales techniques on them. Like one kid has a a banner that says as is on them. Mm -hmm. One kid has a shirt with like $500 written on it. (laughs) Yes, the as is model is the one that has the third ear on her face. Yes. And she's an irregular unit. But (laughs) yeah, they can't decide. And then this is when Bender says that line of good night, you princes of Maine, you kings of new New England. And then the police bust in and you're under arrest for child cruelty child endangerment depriving children of food selling children as food and misrepresenting the weight of livestock <laughs> yeah, i love that they become livestock in that final sentence yes so good and the kids are also in handcuffs and in jail right yeah uh, they're just sitting in jail with bender mm-hmm. uh, yeah and so then Leela and adelaide are still like we want to adopt one of these kids like out of jail and the officer's like sure they're just gonna like rot in there anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah we find out that these kids have been bullying the girl with the extra ear um, which we haven't seen like we've seen this these kids be only adorable and cute the entire episode but they have uh the brutal mockery of ear face ear face sally won the ugly race so mean <laughs> <laughs> yes and leela says she could really use a mom and dad and Adley's like oh, there's plenty of normal ones and the children make a good point she has an ear on her face <laughs> yeah uh just immediately turning into a monster Yes, and Leela's like, she might be different, but she deserves a good home. And Adelaide's like, all right, fine. I will give her an operation to make her acceptable. And Leela's like, absolutely not. You're a dick. And put me back the way I was. Yeah, I love that Fry kind of like interjects in this conversation when like Leela finally turns on on the doctor. Uh, Fry, Fry like gives a cheer. Like, Yay. Yeah, and Leela <laughs> says like, I wish I had realized that it was okay to be different when I was her age. But I can't help but be like, this is probably pretty bad for this child. I was hearing (laughs) one person being like, we should adopt her. And the other one like, no, like she's bad this way. And then she doesn't get adopted. She's still just like at the (laughs) orphanarium. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened to Leela. I mean, I guess we never Mm -hmm. saw her come close to adoption, but Leela, Leela toughed it out. Yes. So yeah. So Leela says, listen, buddy, at the end of this, one of us is going to have only one eye. So he puts (laughs) her back. Uh, so then we cut back to the orphanarium and in recognition of Bender's generous gift of 12 <laughs> orphans and a check for 12 wing wangs, I renamed this building the Bender B. Rodriguez Orphanarium. 
Yes. Uh, I don't know how Bender got away with this, but good for him. He might be the winner of the episode of, I guess he lost yes. money, which uh, almost as bad as dying, but uh, um, he got an orphanage named after him. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And the kids are all like, oh, we're going to miss you. And they, they all seem fine with this. They're just like, we're going to miss you. We know you don't have emotions, but like, here's a picture of us in case you ever miss us. And he's like, I hate it. It's dumb. But then he crumples it and puts it up, like hangs it up with a magnet inside him, yeah. which like, I guess it can't be a magnet because you can't use magnets, but whatever it is. Yeah, very, very sweet. I, I think that obviously there's like the big blockbuster emotional episodes of Futurama, mm-hmm. and this is not one of them, but I like yeah. that this ended in like a touching character way where I feel like so few episodes do where so few episodes just like end on like, well, that's the end of the story. Like, goodbye. Right. Yeah. No, and he hangs it up and the kids see him, which I really love because the kids are sad that he just crumples it up, but then they see him hang it up and they're right. like, yay. And then they dogpile him. It's very cute. Very <laughs> sweet ending. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, yeah, we said Bender might be one of the winners of the episode for having an orphanage named after him and his philanthropy. Any that's other candidates? Good. Or losers of the episode. I feel like that yeah, kid because I mean, she's now traumatized. I'm I'm happy to give that kid uh, Sally the earface girl or the earhead girl. Mm-hmm. We'll give her the loser. Very traumatized. Lilo winner for working through some emotional baggage. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Fry comes off very well in this episode. Fry comes off well. Yeah. Fry and Lila have like a nice moment of Lila said like, "Oh, thanks for being a good friend," something like that. Mm-hmm. Elzar loses out on 12 or 13 meals. That's true. That's good. Yeah. Yep. All right. So next week, Alex is called Insane in the Mainframe. Insane in the Mainframe. Got no brain. <laughs> Just quietly sing that as I think. <laughs> <laughs> I What a generic title. I mean, okay. Mainframe, like, I mean... It's the future. There are robots. I mean, mainframe is like computery, servery to me. So maybe this is, maybe this is a Hermes. We go to the, like the bureaucratic side of the world again. That kind of stuff. I guess it's like a Hermes episode with the bureaucrats. All right. All right. Good. Good. We will check back in on that next week. And in the meantime, how can people get in touch with us? Yeah, people can get in touch with us, podoftomorrow at gmail.com. I haven't gotten an email in a while. So write in if you have any thoughts about these episodes and then at podoftomorrow on Twitter. Yes, so check that out. And nothing going on with me. Still no Too Good Birdie back yet, but someday. (laughs) One day. Lindsay, do you want two more letterboxed? Yes, I do. All right, I guess both Oppenheimer and Barbie. Five. (laughs) (laughs) Fives across the board. Fives across the board. Now, I, I put Oppenheimer three and a half. Well, I right. put Bar- Barbie four. Wow. Okay. I feel like Barbie deserves at least a four and a half. I, it's probably, it's like probably a 4.25. It's probably, yeah, closer to four and a half than three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Anyway. All right. Incredible. So with that, join us next week for season three, episode 12, I think. Insane in the main three. <laughs> Bye.